You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Becoming Me, I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Brittany. Brittany, welcome to Becoming Me. Thank you, Emily. It's great to be here this morning. I'm excited to talk to you again. I'm so excited to talk to you. And y'all, Brittany is not a stranger to Becoming Me.tv. We posted a warrior conversation, which was so encouraging on leadership and really being who God made us to be. So I've been looking forward to filming your Becoming story ever since we had that first conversation together. And, you know, as we begin today's conversation, I would love for you to just first, you know, share who is Brittany? If someone is a new friend to you, who is Brittany? So I'm. I'm an intense personality, so I'll put that out there first. Um, and uh, but with that, I'm also I'm not just passionate about leadership. I'm I'm passionate about impacting where I am. So that could be small things um, that are actually big things, like my kids at home. So I have two kids, um, and then engaging in my community. I always think that, that I, I think that that is important, and that's an area that now I I get to do that in. So with my my past being in the military, when you move every two to three years. Um, you don't get a chance to put down roots and it has been life-giving to be a part of the community. So I think when you have the capability to be local, you be local um, and always have that connection to the local church. So so that is super important to, to who I am. Um, but at the heart of who I am is I'm someone that wants to help others develop their ability to lead where they are. I'm not somebody who's going to say that everybody's a leader, um, because some people aren't, but when you're intentional with the influence that you have, because most of us have influence, then I think that's when you step into leadership. And I want people to understand and value that because when we do that well, and when we understand who God has placed in our lives to influence and we steward that because that's truly what it is, then we help advance the kingdom. Um, and so I want to help others become better at doing that where they are. Yeah, so even just already hearing the heart of who you, Brittany, are and your impact, how you're impacting people and then encouraging other people to as well, it's got me curious, like, what has made you who you are today? You're so inspiring. You're so encouraging. You are a leader of influence. So right now, I would just love for you to unpack your story. Like, what's made you who you are today? Yeah, so I actually have a pretty interesting background. I mean, it started off kind of just, I'd say, normal you know, family was born to, you know, parents in, in a small town in, in New Mexico that was close to the Texas border because my dad worked for the, an oil company. Um, but then as a family, we had the opportunity to move to the United Arab Emirates because, again, with my dad's oil company. And we lived there for almost seven years when I was a kid from about the age of two to the age of nine. And that was such an impactful time, both with the friends that we made there through our church and through the American school that we went to. But I truly got to see more of the world by the time I was nine, than most people could ever dream of seeing. And I think that that just gave me an idea of perspective of people and the bigness of the world um, that was just extremely valuable for, for as I continued to grow. And then there was a time in there, I, I was always, so I mean, I was the little girl that ran around in camouflage clothes. It's all I wanted when I was five. And my mom's got video of me being the most ecstatic, you know, kid with, with camouflage clothes, right? Like it was mm -hmm. just sort of 
natural in me. Um, she had to hide them sometimes because otherwise I would have worn them every day. Like, wow. so, you know, <laughs> that's uh, awesome. <laughs> so, so I just was naturally that. And then as I got older and we were living in Houston, Texas, and I just really was exploring, um, more of that relationship of, of I'd made the decision to follow Jesus, but really what did that look like kind of in that, those teen years, the seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade years, I had this inclination towards wanting to join the military and thinking that'd be cool. And I loved it from a historical perspective. I just, I, I mean, it was probably dog-eared in our encyclopedias back when those things were hard books um, of looking at, you know, different <laughs> things about the U S army and, and those type things. And it was, you know, I'm so glad that be all you can be is the army slogan is back because that's what it was when I was looking at it. And, and that was inspiring to me. What I didn't know though, was the different types of paths you could take to get to become an officer. And then one day I happened to turn on the TV and nothing against Christian television, but we never watched it just because it just didn't fit who our family was. But for some reason it was on this Christian station and the TV show that they had on was highlighting a Christian woman cadet at West Point. And it was just like, I mean, that was like a lightning strike, right? I was like, that is it. That is who I, you know, what I want to do. That is the path I want to go. Like she's talking about how she can do it. I look up everything about West Point. And everything that they talk about is that they're the number one leadership lab in the country, that here's where we make leaders. And, you know, I knew about it from a historical perspective because I loved history. And so I knew that these historical people had gone there, but I didn't know that it was something that still existed, much less that women could go. Because, I mean, this is still the time frame where, where there weren't necessarily a bunch of women in a lot of those places. The first class to actually graduate with women from West Point graduated in 1980. So wow. this is the... This is when I'm looking at it is probably about 1992, 1993. So it's not been long. Um, and so, I mean, that was that was the inspiration and everything that I had there. It's just like I knew that my heart was called. That This is, you know, where I was supposed to go, what I was supposed to do. It already refined what I was already thinking about. And I realized that I was a super young age and that's not normal and typical. Um, but I've seen that reflected in my life as I've gotten older is like I'm sometimes I have to bring myself back to today. Right, because I can very uh -huh. much be looking many years oh, down. Yeah. You know, I'm always forward looking. Um, but but that was an inspiration. And so then I did, you know, I figured out what it took to get in and mm -hmm. you know, did a lot of those steps throughout high school, sort of crafted it to be able to go and to do that. I mean, really at the heart of it was becoming a leader. Like I liked the military side of it. Um, but what drew me, you know, I would say like a moth to the flame, but not in a bad way, was this idea of becoming a leader. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I crafted my high school experience to get there and had some in the very last bit. And I think this was, was God's, I, I look back at it. What I learned from it was, was God telling me that, you know, he was in control of this calling. I wasn't, it wasn't about what I could do um, because I tore my ACL and had to have complete ACL reconstruction, which going into the military, like you get hurt while you're in the military, but they don't want you coming in being hurt. <laughs> so it, it ended up that like my acceptance got pushed back in the year much further than what it was anticipated being um, because of having to recover from that. And at the end of the day, ended up finding out once I was at West Point that you had to have 10 months between when you had surgery and when you could enter in just as like a baseline. And I had 10 months in one week. And just that was just some of the things of and in that whole time frame, like sometimes I wish I could have that faith that I had as a high school student because I could have been devastated. I could have thought that dream was over, but I just knew that God was in control. In fact, mm -hmm. I remember turning on the radio after I got the news about my ACL reconstruction and the song that was playing, um, and this is dating me, 
was Twyla Paris's God is in control. And I just clung to that. And I did everything I was supposed to, to rehab myself. And I went, and I wouldn't say West Point was a breeze. There were a lot of things that was really hard. There were a lot of things that were really amazing. There were a lot of things that were really frustrating and demanding. Um, but overall, I mean, it did what I wanted it to do for, for how it developed me in, in a lot of different ways. And then I had the opportunity to go serve as an army officer for 20 years and just retired back in 2022. Um, and I say all of that of like, who am I? I'm not just a West Point grad. I'm not just an army officer, but at the core of all of that is I care to lead. And everything in there has, has developed me as that leader of other people. And I've messed up at times and I've done it right at times and I've learned things. And, you know, I've, I've, wouldn't say I've been the best, but I've been really good. And then I've also been really crummy. <laughs> um, but in all of that, like I've gotten the most joy when I've got to work with people and help them discover, you know, who they are as leader, help refine them, um, help give them some tools, as well as I've also learned in some of it that I'm also really good at the operational side of leadership, mm -hmm. of taking things and translating it into way forwards. And, and I, I've been amazed. I'm really glad actually that I, I had 10 years of army experience, well, I guess 11 years before, before I had kids, but 11 years of army experience, um, plus four years at West Point. So 15 years of that type of, before I became a mom, because wow. it has been really helpful to be a boy mom, I have a fifth grader and a first grader right now that's being able to, to understand some of the impacts of things that are happening to them, what it means to lead people translates mm -hmm. down to those little people as well. Because it's about meeting them where they're at and realizing that, you know, fairness is not everybody gets the same thing, but it's getting, giving people what they need. And my kids need different things and they need different mm -hmm. things at different times. And there's so many ways that I could talk about it, but I just have had a unique opportunity of spanning from, you know, the normal childhood type stuff, but in different areas between the United Arab Emirates and Houston, mm -hmm. Texas and playing sports and, you know, working at Chick-fil-A, which was my first job. To, wow. to the entire army experience um, that mm. I've had that was very interesting, you know, in and of itself to include seeing combat. And, you know, when you talk about your warrior conversations, like that word rings real with me because I know mm -hmm. what that looks like from a couple different, you know, vantage points. Um, so, so I have a lot of experience, but I'm also learning every day. Like that's the thing that in, I wish I'd had a little earlier in my career was a much better understanding of who I was um, so that others could experience me better. So I could bring that mm. health to that. I learned a lot about how to meet others where they were at, but not necessarily understanding how they might experience me and how I could improve that to help improve the overall, you know, mission or operation or whatever that we were doing. So it's probably way too long of an answer to your question. No, that's amazing. That's, and I mean, a snip, yeah, just a snapshot yeah. of the story. Well, I mean, thank you for unpacking your story. And even what you just shared there is so powerful in understanding yourself and how other people are experiencing you. Because often we do really focus on with growth or personality tests, training at work, um, how to best connect with other people. And we don't look at and consider how others are experiencing us. So if you don't mind, I would love to ask you, you know, if somebody else heard that like I did and they were like, their curiosity was peaked, maybe, maybe they haven't heard it framed that way. How could someone start discovering, like, how do people experience me and diving into that? Yeah, so I think that's one of the benefits of some of the things like, you know, whether your personality, you know, test or or working with, you know, a coach. I'm, I know some life coaches do it. Definitely leadership coaches are going to do it is is understanding that emotional intelligence component that it's not just about others management and others awareness like that's that is super important. But you can't do that well 
till you understand yourself and mm-hmm. can manage yourself correctly because you may be trying to meet them where they're at all the time but if you haven't if, if your delivery method and if your ways even though you're trying to meet them there if, if you're not realizing that they see the world through a different lens mm-hmm. you know if you're just trying to say like okay you need this that way and you need this this way but you don't realize that you're both actually seeing the world even differently you're probably not delivering it as well as you could right. and like for me i can sometimes I, I, I am naturally, one thing that I've learned of is I'm naturally like a challenger of people. Like, that's just what I do. I'm going to always push back a little bit. Um, and it's not because I dislike what the person's doing or what they propose. I like to collaboratively sort of verbal judo it back and forth. Um, and I learned the hard way kind of early on. This one, I had my aha moment. But again, about 15 years into my career of, oh, I need to tell people that this mm-hmm. is how I work things out. And I need to remind them of yeah. that. And when I say that it's safe, to be able to, to, to challenge me back when I challenge you, I need to actually live that out and mm-hmm. make it, make it be that. And so it was through actually a 360 that the mm-hmm. army did. Um, again, I think they, they waited way too long in my career to give it to me, but that I had some great feedback from some folks. Mm-hmm. They said, I love working with her. She's a great leader. Sometimes she's all about the task and doesn't get mm-hmm. to necessarily know me. And I was like, Oh, you know, that's so valuable. It changed the way that I approach people. It changed the way in my future mm-hmm. leadership jobs that I had after that on how I presented myself, how I listened better. And now I know too, like, okay, if I'm in a meeting with people and there's something that like spurs me and I want to challenge, you know, especially if it comes from a, um, if I know that other person's personality and that, that might, that might rub them wrong, uh-huh. then I need to wait. And I've learned sometimes I need to wait. Mm-hmm. I don't always do that great. Um, I probably do it the worst with my husband. But, you know, I've, I've continued to work on what that looks like. And by doing that, I think it's helped facilitate better teamwork with those people because I am bringing, trying to bring, in a sense, the healthiest version of who I am to meet them where they are. Yeah, no, that's so powerful and very insightful for all of us as we're becoming who God made us to be. You know, I'm curious, are you a coffee drinker? I am a coffee drinker. Yes. yes. How do you drink your coffee? Oh, so I swore I was not going to be a coffee drinker until, and I, I hit, and I don't know why, I didn't grow up in a coffee drinking household. Okay. It was my junior year of, of college there at West Point where I just needed that something to help me finish my papers late at night. And I could not do the Mountain Dew soda thing. I just couldn't. Yeah. So I started what, you know, remember those gas station, you know, cappuccinos that were probably more, yes. more coffee. So I started with that. So, okay. so now I, I prefer, I still have to have some flavor. I'm not like a black okay. type drinker. I'm going to okay. probably like a. Um, I'm also cheap, so I could fill my own Keurig cups, right? Uh-huh. So I probably yes. prefer the, 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 the Dunkin' Donuts, French vanilla, you know, okay. to fill it up. And then usually with some almond milk and some stevia. Ooh, that sounds really good. I like that. That's a good blend. So if you were having one of these fancy Keurig, Dunkin' Donuts, French vanilla <laughs> coffees, right? With another warrior friend on their own becoming journey. And you're talking, you're chatting, you're getting to know who they are. What would you say to encourage them as they're becoming who God made them to be? That it is okay to live and learn out loud. Hmm. Right. And I think, I think that's something that people struggle with. They think that they have to perfect themselves inside, but I think just telling people like, Hey, I'm trying to become better at this. You know, let me know if I do this, especially with those folks that are Hmm. your closer friends, that inner circle be like, you know what? I've noticed this about me, Hmm. you know? 
can you let me know if I do this? Or I'm trying this out. Let me know if this works, right? Because I'm yeah. trying to work on this element of who I am mm. so that I can can better meet people. And really part of that is just being able to show them the love of Jesus, right? Like the thing about all these personality tests, whether mm. it's DISC or the Enneagram or some of the emotional intelligence pieces, you know, in all of them, they'll say that you're supposed to be able to, to reach in a sense to all of them. Um, and that's because, and I think as Christians, like there's a way to look at all of these things and say, um, you know, Jesus embodied all of that and he can help us reach into those areas that are uncomfortable for us and that it's okay to learn and to be healthy. And, you know, you can say, a lot of people say, you know, just, um, be who you are. Well, well, that's true, but shouldn't we be the healthiest versions of who mm -hmm. we are? And can't we grow that so that way we can engage and be engaged by the world yeah. in the healthiest way? And we, we learn what we can let roll off of our backs and what actually requires more of our engagement. And, you know, I will tell you, Brittany now at 43 years old is so much healthier than 18 year old Brittany that was just a, a firebrand and, you know, would just, just go for it. Sometimes maybe even with a little bit of righteous anger, but definitely not delivered. Well, I look back at some of those moments mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh, Brittany, <laughs> you did that so poorly. I would do that so differently now. Mm -hmm. Like it still may need to be addressed, but not that way. <laughs> No, that, I mean, is such solid wisdom and advice for all of us. Like, thank you for unpacking that. Um, you know, and I know you're also a coach, you equip people, right? So how could people connect with you and continue to follow your journey? Maybe even get coaching from you. Tell us about all the things. Yeah. So they can find me at BrittanyEsimmons.com is where they can find me. I do do one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then if they say they're part of an organization, they're like, Hey, you know, we could actually deal with some of this in our organization. I actually work with a great team of other um, former army professionals awesome. uh, that, that provide this. Um, it's something new that's kind of been added in the past several months, but uh, it's called Arrowhead Leadership. And so it's arrowhead-leadership.com. And we offer these, you know, everything from big group training to some curriculum for one-on-one -on -one coaching in organizations to help them advance leaders for their organizations. Uh, so I do the personal stuff. I especially would be passionate about working with, with Christian women on that from a very Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and so folks can find me at Brittany Simmons on Instagram, uh, Brittany Simmons Leadership uh, Coaching on Facebook. They can find me there. So, so and all those are linked on my uh, website so they can find me there. Uh, at, at those areas. But, you know, I would love to help out anybody that's interested in growing this space. I do have a heart for it in the future. Um, definitely have a, a, a rough vision. It's still become out of, of really figuring out how do I best help those other Christian women that are leading in, in whatever areas in which they're leading, um, be able to both find community and support because it can be difficult as a Christian woman leading in a secular, in a secular world. Um, it's hard enough to lead, and to lead as a woman and then to lead as a Christian woman. Mm -hmm. And so I have a, a deep heart for what that looks like to provide both the support and coaching for people in those areas and would, would be glad to have a discussion, you know, with anybody. No, that's amazing. And y'all, we will have all the links in the show notes. You can easily click the link, connect with Brittany. You know, Brittany, as we wrap up your becoming story today, is there any other, you know, final words of encouragement or wisdom that you would like to leave with warrior friends? just remember that we are all growing and, and it's okay. It's, it's okay to put the pride down and say, you know what, I just discovered something about myself that, that needs to change. And that was part yeah. of my own growth is figuring out, mm -hmm. you know, okay, I, maybe I haven't been doing this as well and I could do it mm -hmm. better. Um, because when you really care about other people, you're, you're willing to do those changes. And again, it's not changes to become somebody else. 
to become the healthiest version of who you are. So that as in you as you engage the world, you, you can be impactful in what you do. And most importantly, when you're healthy that way, um, and and I know we didn't talk about it a lot, but like from a Christian perspective, this should mm-hmm. include our own spiritual discipline timeframes and you know, connecting with Jesus. When we do that, then it's going to be easier for folks to see that Jesus in us. It's going to shine Absolutely. through easier because you know, a big part of it, I would say from the Christian perspective is just take a look at the fruits of the spirit. What does yeah. that look like in your life? Right. You know, are you reflecting those? Do people see those in you? Mm-hmm. Um, because they should. And sometimes that runs counter to what the cultural would say mm-hmm. we ought to do. And sometimes winning and losing aren't defined the same in yeah. the Christian space that they are defined in the world. And we should just be okay with that. Yeah. No, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that wisdom, encouragement, and insight with us. And for sharing the gift of you, who you are, who you're becoming, Um, you inspire and you encourage me. And I know you're encouraging so many others as well. So thank you for being with us today. Thanks for sharing your becoming story. Um, I just love you and I'm cheering you on big time, warrior friend. Thanks so much, Emily. I appreciate everything you're doing to help others grow and, and become who God's called them to be. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.